0: meet again rob howdy it's um these two weeks go very quickly don't they
1: they do wow well, it has just recently it's, it's, it's well you in particular have been very busy because of uh, the nature of your job and the scheduling of tech releases it's been a really hectic time has not it
0: yeah i've got no idea what day it is or what time it is but um <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll perhaps uh, cover that a bit later because it has been a crazy Crazy few weeks, definitely. Um, but what I want to know immediately is how you're getting on with your iPhone 14 Pro Max. It's all I've been ah, thinking about. Yeah. Well,
1: here it is. Yeah. Um. So I went for the. I am. I am denied about getting the the fancy colour. And um, you know, I'm. I do. I do love a white phone. But I've never really. F- been excited by the white iPhones so I've just gone for a black one basically and uh, I really it's it's the best iPhone I've ever had or the best phone I've ever had Um, because I mean I went on my, my Android adventure and I was genuinely planning on using Android for a year seeing how I got on with it and it was just the wearables situation that killed it for me because I'm so reliant on just barking things i need to remember at siri um it's just such an integral part of how i am able to get things done when i because of the having two kids just not being able to do things when they occur to me everything sort of has to happen at a late at some point and i don't know when that point will be depending on you know who's who's napping when they're supposed to be any other sort of Appointments and other things that need to need to happen. So it's just just a running my in reminders. I've, yeah, I've gone back to reminders because you know I think when we first met, I was big into OmniFocus, which is just you a, were yeah. It's it's so powerful. I mean, it, and I, I still use it for project work because it's so powerful and and and, and expansive. But for for just keeping a rolling to do list, it's a bit over the top um and so at some point i moved to things which is just a glorious to-do app because it's so fluid and easy to work with um but i've gone back to reminders just because it's it's the path of least resistance and it's really it's quite good now It, it always it used to be a bit buggy didn't really yeah, if you wanted to do sort of more advanced stuff it really wasn't so good if you wanted to put like tags or repeating tasks or any any of that stuff it sort of didn't have the control and granularity but it does now it's kind of tucked away i'm sure lots of people don't really know how powerful reminders is now because you know on the face of it it's very approachable and simple and you can you could just use it as a shopping list or something which actually we, we do that as well obviously because we're all apple in this household um it's very good for sharing lists, which I know you can do with with TikTok and so forth. But then, I'll, then you've got to get people to use TikTok, and you know it's nice having um, a, a, an application where you can capture thoughts, things you need to remember, make lists, share them with people. That also under the hood has some more powerful stuff. So, and I tried on was it TickTick Tick, on your recommendation, and I really do. I yeah. love TickTick. Tick. Um, and I was really enjoying using that on, on Android. Um, but it's, it, again, it's just, it's just a bit... I think it's a little bit too much, and it's a little bit... I, I found that it was a little bit of a barrier to my process of just capturing thoughts and mm-hmm. things I need to remember and then following through with them later. So anyway, all this to say, the iPhone... 14 pro max and my the 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 new to me apple watch series 7 is is the best experience i've had to date for what what i need to do um and i you know i'm i'm sad that the android experiment didn't work out but there i think i'm not it didn't work out because it's bad it's really good, and I think the reason I'm sad is because it's so very nearly there. It's just fractionally off, um, and so I, I, I kind of I feel like I've given up a little bit, uh, you know. But I did. I mean, I you, you know I I th- threw everything I had at it to really try and make it work, and uh, it just it just kept fighting me, uh, particularly where the Galaxy Watch was concerned. Um, it's. I don't begrudge having spent as much as I did on it, because you know I don't like spending money, and I almost never buy anything at full price and when it's, when it's just come out. But my problem was that having used the nothing phone with its glorious 128 hertz big, bright display, um, and having experienced the cameras on the S22 Ultra, which, you know, for, the, for, for the, the photos that I take the most, it was rubbish at, but for other stuff... And although it's a it's a it's a preference thing, but I don't like the Samsung style. It's just a, it's a it's a bit too extra for me. Um, and you know I know lots of people love it, and that's fine. It's just a personal preference thing. I like the sort of the the more restrained iPhone approach. But in, for a lot of photos that I took on the S twenty two Ultra, it was you know noticeably better than the photos that my twelve Pro was taking. So. What the iPhone 14 Pro Max delivers for me is everything that I loved about the nothing phone, the little bits and pieces that I enjoyed about the S22 Ultra, and then obviously that sort of the warm, cosy feeling of coming back to iOS, where where there's just no resistance. I, I, I find yeah. that, that things just tend to sort of flow through more more seamlessly. So I am, I'm delighted with it. Um, I'm. I hate myself a little bit for for spending <laughs> full price on it, but I th- I th- I think if you're coming from a 12 or earlier, it's it's a meaningful upgrade in ways that I I wasn't expecting.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think the upgrade you've made is is quite a common one at the moment. I've spoken I've spoken to two or three people who've done the same thing. They've come from the 12, normally the 12 Pro to to what you've done to the, to the Pro Max or the. 14 pro and i think that's probably the sweet spot in terms of the upgrade anything before that obviously huge um, i think after that 13 is isn't doesn't make much sense but i know what you mean about android it's the, the problem with this what goes through my mind is that and obviously i experienced this kind of publicly with the channel is that as soon as you say anything like that like you know it's, ju- it's just easier with the iphone and the apple watch it's just smoother everything works you're a fanboy immediately but that isn't the point it's it, there's just something about the the android ecosystem particularly if you stray into samsung land as we know that just isn't particularly satisfying and it's really frustrating because it's like you say it's so close isn't it it's just it's it's millimeters away from being as good as the 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 apple experience i think the clincher for it the more more i think about this and the more i use the the apple watch ultra is watch os i think that may i think that clinches most of it because it's if you want to have a wearable, if you want to wear something you know, on your wrist that is connected to your phone and stays connected and is easy to use, very fluid, fast, it's just there's just nothing like it on, on the market that I've tried. Yet. Who knows? There's, you know, we'll go on to that. But, yeah, we'll get, um, get on to that later. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah so, I mean, my, my, the, the, the things that I, I'm surprised by, well, I'm not surprised, because I, you know, I knew you know, anyone that has had a 13 pro max or has got a 14 pro max is just the ludicrous battery life i reckon i could probably get like four days out of this i'm i'm typically only using about 25 of the battery a day wow i don't know is that, that... with
0: the always on display turned on or off
1: <laughs> no so i i i i had that on for a couple of days and i yeah, no, i've turned it off now it's doesn't it doesn't do it for me so bearing in mind that i i was a windows phone fan back in the day so i'm i've had an always on display like 10 years ago and that was a very simple black and white but you could configure it you know like how you can on on your um home screen on the iphone you can set up widgets so in actual fact the way i have my home screen set up is i basically have three pages of widgets and all my apps are hidden away so, you know, most things I can see within three swipes, left or right. Um, and then if I want to open apps, I use Spotlight. So I just swipe down. And the thing is, is it's very clever because it knows which apps you tend to use at what time of day. So almost yeah. always, I only have to type in one letter and it knows immediately which application I want to open. And, you know, Occasionally, I might have to type in two. So, yeah, I... I, I got a you know a zero app icon policy on my iphone home screen i get at a glance information from widgets and then i use spotlight if i need to open a specific app and it just it just knows what i need somehow through magic the lock screen on windows phone was a little bit like that in that you know you could say well i want to have the weather at the top and i want to you know i want a notification icon when i get an email a text a whatsapp whatever Um, and it was very clean and sharp as as the whole windows phone operating system Mm -hmm. was and then obviously your modern day always on lock screens on your android again it's normally white text on a black background and it's very easy to just glance at it and know immediately what the situation is apple's implementation is typically apple it's all it's all style it's very cool yeah. i don't think it serves any purpose other than they they did it because they could so you know for those who aren't aware that the always on lock screen i can't believe anyone listening to this wouldn't be aware but the always on lock screen is full color and that actually makes it harder, in my opinion. It reduces that sort of quick glance to get that information that you want to know. Um, so, yeah, so I, I tried it out for a couple of days because it was cool and new. And then I was like, I don't I don't need this in my life. I'll take the extended battery life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, well, it, I'm a bit indifferent about it. I mean, I've got it on at the moment. I've, I've been doing some testing for the review, obviously, but um, I'm a little bit indifferent about it. I can, I, I do like the glanceability of it. There's something about that. But then equally, that is distracting at times as well. I do find myself, it does it catches my eye more than any other Android phone that I've used, um, which is a bit irritating. And a lot of people say you can obviously, you know, use certain backgrounds and things to, to make that not an issue. But you shouldn't have to change the background view. You want to have just to make the always on display not distract. you, should you? it doesn't make any sense, and it does. You know, it does make a difference to the battery as well, like you say. So it's. I think they're going to carry on tweaking it. I don't, I don't think this is the the end of the always on display. Is it? I think. The, I'd love to know if they've been surprised by the reaction to it, or if they just don't care. I don't know, but it, I, I wonder if they um, kind of went into this like really bullish thinking. Yeah, we've we've nailed this. We've made it much better than, than Android, and everyone's basically said, uh, "What what is this?" Why is it literally always on? yeah, but you're happy with your phone that's the main thing Do, uh,
1: that's an understatement i'm I'm delighted with it. It's made a meaningful improvement to my everyday life um, amazing well the just before we move on from the lock screen the thing that annoys me about it the most i think we I think we talked about it last time but i I hadn't sort of experienced it at that time is that if you want to put the widgets or the complications or whatever they're called on the lock screen i mean they are just apple well i mean a there aren't very many of them yet and that'll improve over time and i'm sure developers will find really cool interesting things to do with that mechanism but at the moment it's quite sparse and the moment you put a single one on then you lose that cool separation effect where if you've got like a a photo and and that the person's head sort of slightly obscures the time yeah. which is really pleasing so that that's that also played into my decision to turn the always on display off was that well the only reason i would want that on is to use the widgets and if i've got the widgets well then i lose that foreground background separation that I, that sort of depth that i really that is pleasing
0: hmm.
1: so yeah it's not not
0: a winner for me i'm afraid no fair enough fair enough what about uh, what about monkey island
1: Oh, so I think I've I haven't played very much of it at all. But well, there's like a, a prologue, which you know, if you've pl- played the earlier ones and you remember it, is is very interesting. It's very cool where they decided to sort of
0: pick the story up. I won't give too much away, but it's. So I was actually referring to the other monkey, Island. <laughs> oh,
1: the, the one, oh, you. Uh, sorry, I was but referring carry on talking actual, about the game. Yeah, that's, so that's more um, interesting, to be honest. It is it's it's everything it's everything you remember about because it's by the original developers that did the old because they that you had like the sort of original lucas arts crew that did the first two and then it sort of got the franchise was just taken over by other people and they were still good games but they were not like the first two but anyway so they got the, the all of the old gang back together the writers the developers the musicians the composer you know the composers um and it's really nice to hear the monkey Island that familiar monkey <laughs> island theme tune but with modern oh, God, yeah. orchestration and uh production quality it's uh yeah so you, there's like a there's a prologue you play through it and then you get that that you know the familiar monkey island motif coming through on the speakers and you've got the um melee island and it just it just kicks in and you know with the again with the sort of advances in in modern sound production to this massive sound stage uh, it's mm. yeah it's fantastic if if you enjoyed monkey island like 30 years ago however long it was yeah you've got to get involved with, with the new one it's uh it's really good
0: yeah I'll make time for it definitely I love oh, the fact that anyone you you listening can play to this
1: it on or... Mac as well by the way you don't need a PC
0: oh oh, you can oh, amazing I will make time for it I promise I also love the fact that anyone listening to this who doesn't really understand the connection between the iPhone 14 and the game <laughs> Monkey Island will wonder on how on earth we've just gone down that that little cul-de-sac but um <laughs> thank you for the update on the game but I was also referring to obviously Dynamic Island I'm just I'm Dynamic just Island using the, the stupid name for it um I mean, just, I think I've mentioned already that it doesn't really bother me. I don't think it's worth getting upset about at all. And it's very smart, but equally, it's very early days for it as well. What's what's your experience been?
1: I I, I saw I marvelled at it for the first day. It's very pleasing watching apps sort of get swallowed up into it. That it's that, just a really nice motion. So that does, every time I do that, so if I'm you know, listening to a podcast or whatever, I, fl- fl- you know, swipe up and it goes and sits in there it's very pleasing and and i think you pointed out the uh i was like i don't know that i would have noticed this you pointed out the real-time sort of graphic equalizer is actually responding to what you're listening to in real time which is very cool um so yeah so i i marveled at it for about a day and now i've i just i barely noticed it i've just forgotten it exists really
0: yeah it's i, I mean they'll do more with it but it's it just feels like a natural part of the phone now, doesn't it? I think they've done it very, very smartly. The way they've integrated it, really, it's just it doesn't get in the way, and it's, well, it's just a fun. I, I, I fun to thing. I think to say
1: that it that I don't notice it is probably the biggest compliment the designers and minds behind that could get because that's they want it to be seamless and not get in the way and not stand out. And it, yeah, it does. It just it's become part of the phone. I, I know that stuff's happening there. It's all very intuitive. I haven't had to you know, learn anything to use it. Um, and it yeah it delivers a very pleasant experience. Um, one thing I was surprised by is that it doesn't obscure video in the way I thought it might. I don't know if it's different on the smaller ones, um, but on the Pro Max, you can watch a video at its normal aspect ratio and it doesn't interfere with it at all. Oh.
0: Yeah, I, I think with, my, yeah, unless you zoom in, you know, some people zoom into the, oh, yeah. the no, video. That's which, you know,
1: at the normal aspect ratio. Yeah. I, I don't do that that double tap zooming in business because I want to see the whole. Because I, I, you know, I know how much effort people go to to frame things in a particular way, and I want to see all of the all of the picture.
0: Yeah, I, I don't get. Yeah, it's each their own, isn't it? But you do miss half the image, <laughs> and if you do that, yeah, obviously the the little monkey island comes into the frame. But apart from that, it does stop, doesn't it? If you're watching just normal sixteen by nine content. You don't see it at all. So it's it's no big deal. I'd, yeah, everyone needs to just calm down, I think, and uh, let Apple get on with it. Um, oh, well, is there so anything well, else sub- you want to say? Well, yeah.
1: yeah, well, on the subject of videos, the uh, I was really um, surprised by how good the speakers are on it. There okay, no I've ju- not
0: really this. tested the speakers fully yet. I've, I've not really given them a proper blast. They're good, aren't um, they are good are they
1: I think so. I think it's a noticeable step up from the 12 Pro, and I wasn't really expecting it because the you know, I mean, Apple have always been very good at you know cramming really good sounding speakers into tiny objects like the like the, you know the the MacBooks. The the speakers mm. sh- should not be able to make the amount of noise that they do, but they do, and it's crisp and it's it goes loud and it's brilliant. But yeah, I was genuinely surprised by how much better. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because. I spent quite a long time using the Nothing phone on which the speakers were dreadful. So that might have been part of the contrast. But no no I I was watching some videos and I was like that sounds really good.
0: Apple does amazing things with speakers. It's uh, it's incredible.
1: Oh and the the display.
0: The yes. display
1: is fantastic. I can't I couldn't yeah.
0: tell you why it's better, but it is. And it goes very bright. I think the brightness is a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a massive part of it, to be honest. But yeah, it's a it's a wonderful display, and and I suppose actually you've gone to promotion, haven't you as well? Because you didn't have that on the on the twelve.
1: I didn't, um, and I didn't realise it was a problem until I got the Android phones that have got the hundred and twenty hertz. And I was like, well, I need this now. <laughs> it gets <laughs> it,
0: doesn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, well, there was a. I, I do need to issue a a, a a public service announcement. I thought I would go for a clear case this time for a clear MagSafe case, the official Apple one. What is not apparent from the pictures on the website is that it's got the horrible cutouts. And it doesn't bother some people, but it, it does me. I, wanna, I want a full you know, edge-to-edge coverage. Yeah. Um, and the other th- issue with the clear MagSafe case, which a lot of people aren't aware about, which actually Justin pointed out to me, is if you've got to find my compatible MagSafe wallet, it for some reason it will not work with this case i mean it will know when you've attached it but apparently the find my functionality doesn't work so i don't know whether it needs an extra chip that they couldn't hide within this clear thing so i've I've got a a silicone one which doesn't have that problem and also covers all the sides
0: yeah that is useful to know you need to get yourself a Pataka one that's that's what i've got on here um on the channel today, actually, but yeah, that's got a full all the way around. I, I don't mind that little gap actually, but um, it's it's exactly like the Apple one. But
1: I I, I watched all the way your around. video about the Pataka. My issue with the Pataka is that it sits flush with the side, and I actually like the lip. I know you're not a fan of the lip, but I like the lip.
0: Yeah, I also realize i I've just said Pataka. It's not. It's muffed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> completely different brand um, but Pataka make very nice cases as well but yeah all of the Pataka
1: does. stuff you've had on your channel has looked lovely all, all of the stands and things it looks top notch
0: It's really good yeah really good stuff uh, but this Moft stuff is really good as well that's what's on the uh, today's video actually but Um, yeah no thank you for this public service announcement that's that's naughty of apple they should make that pretty clear i think really
1: Um, it's hidden in the small print to be fair but yeah i don't don't know how how common knowledge that is but it was more that it was more the cutout you wouldn't know from the photos on the website no so i went so i did i i i I think last time we talked about i mentioned that you know if you if you've got your your fourteen series cases early, you could get twenty percent discount from various places, John Lewis, Amazon, or whatever. So yeah, but ultimately, I I ended up spending more because <laughs> cause I ended up getting. I, I mean, I could have sent it back probably, but I, I can't be asked.
0: Don't blame you at all. Right, should we move on to Google?
1: Yes. So I I've missed the event.
0: When I was busy.
1: So you'll you'll have to fill me in on the details. I know I know roughly what was presented. Basically, the new the Pixel Seven and Pro phone, the the watch, the Pixel Watch, which we've all been very excited about, I'm sure. Yeah. And then the thing that was most interesting to me personally was the tablet speaker dot combo thing. So that was really interesting. Wanna, yeah. I don't know where you want to start. We'll
0: we go through it in order. In order, yeah. really, can't we? I suppose. I mean, most of it was about this tensor g2 chip that was the thing they really played on throughout the entire event really um, and what they've done with that in terms of machine learning I mean that if you, if you played a drinking game yesterday into uh, you know, had a drink every time someone said machine learning you'd be leathered after about 10 minutes I think um, but yeah it was all centered around that chip and what the improvements they've made there because um, it applies to all of these devices obviously apart from the watch but um, the phones after they started with the phones actually just very quickly the event itself um, they're so different to Apple events. Uh, I know you haven't seen this one, but you obviously you've seen it at Google's previous events and they're, they're very much um there's none of that kind of Hollywood production stuff at all, is there? It's, it's just some someone walks on stage, there's a PowerPoint presentation behind them, and they talk about the stuff. A bit like Apple used to do it. Um and they're not very polished either. They're all a bit nervous and they make little jokes, and little quips that are clearly just aimed at at Tim and Tim and Co. Um but I quite like it there's something about it that's quite endearing I, I, I do like google's events in that respect um but yeah that was one thing i noticed talked a lot about privacy by design as well they seem to make a big thing about that for, for instance the both phones both the pixel 7 and the pixel 7 pro have got built-in vpns this time around which is a, an interesting step forward um, but yeah but what was interesting they didn't really talk a lot about the hardware So they just kind of brushed over the fact that there's there's new colours. They use some interesting phrases. What what do they call it? They call the um, the Pixel Seven apparently is the ultimate refinement of Pixel, and the Pixel Seven Pro is the most sophisticated phone they've ever made. Which great, Um, but they don't. Unlike Apple, they don't like go really deep into all the specs and the chamfered edges and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you've seen the designs, haven't you? What do you think about the designs of the two phones?
1: I think they're, I think they're the best looking Pixels yet. I quite like it.
0: I agree. I can neither de- confirm or deny that I've held one, obviously. But um, I, the photos, the, the images look lovely. They look really nice. I think it is, is they're very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, aren't they? The, the green, the green one. The Pro. Look at it from the from the back. But um yeah, nice looking phones. Uh prices are quite good. So the pricing, uh what was it, the seven is five nine nine, I think. Yeah, five nine nine and the and the seven pro is eight nine nine. And bear in mind the seven pro is basically a an iPhone fourteen Pro Max in terms of size uh and capabilities to a degree. That's not bad at all, is it? When you think what we what we both spent on our Pro Maxes, mm. that's um that's not bad.
1: The the thing about the, the Apple tax is that you get it back at trade-in time. Hmm. So although, you know, Indeed. that it's only that initial it's only the first iPhone you buy that's particularly painful because if you if you play the game and you trade it in every couple of years, well it, it holds its value that much better whereas if you buy something like a an S22 Ultra, which is also around the sort of 11-1200 pound mark, you'd get maybe 300 quid for that if you chop it in if you're lucky as i think you you true. thought about chopping it i think you you were going to get rid of yours weren't you and you looked at the trading price and you were like that's well, ah. not worth it
0: <laughs> oh it's ridiculous it was about 300 quid or something like that three or yeah. four hundred quid which aren't Whereas, on a 1200 you know, you, quid phone
1: you, you, you know a year or two down the line you will still get probably like 500 quid plus for your, for a pro max so yeah it's, it's swings and roundabouts as far as i'm concerned
0: yeah it's true that's a good point really um they mentioned that they they introduced crash detection car crash detection three years ago that was their first quip i didn't know that but that that, i thought that raised a little smile and yeah five years of security updates pixel feature drops every few months it's
1: very important to clarify that that is security updates not os updates you still only
0: get three years of os updates that's true which they didn't mention at all actually um they're, yeah, and they're really think, nice. Oh, five phone. years of
1: updates—that sounds brilliant. that's going to take me right up to
0: Android eighteen. No, no, has yeah, no chance. <laughs> no chance at all. Um, oh, all day battery life. I'm just picking out completely random things that I noted down. All day battery life, um, and you can get up to seventy-two hours with their extreme battery saver, apparently. So, and uh, yeah, one thing that was interesting—they spent quite a big portion of the presentation talking about telephone calls which sounds really boring, but it's not, because what they're doing with that is actually really interesting. It's really, really quite smart. Um, and a lot of this stuff is the things they've been doing for a little while now, like the, um, what do they call it, um, call screening, I think it's called, isn't it, where the phone accepts unknown calls and basically deals with it for you through AI and machine learning, etc. Uh, but they've improved that, and they've also done this thing with phone... Um, you know, phone trees. You know, if you if you end up in a a phone um, a conversation with a with an automated messaging system, it can basically read and predict what the what the options are, and then list them on the phone for you on on screen, mm. and you just choose the the option that you want to you want to go through. Which again sounds great in in principle. No idea if that, what it's like in in reality. If it's that reliable, but I I just quite like they talked about the phone side of things. The reason being, quite often on in comment sections on uh, YouTube videos, if I, if I cover, let's say, the iPhone 14 Pro Max, I'll get two or three comments from people saying, but what's it like as a phone? What's it like for phone calls? And my response to that normally is, who cares? It's a, it works. I can hear people, they can hear me. But they've got a point, actually, because when you see what Google are doing with this, it's genuinely useful stuff. You know, that, that call screening thing alone... I've not experienced this at all. I don't. Know if, I don't know if you have, or if you know anyone who has. But in principle, again, it's it's a really clever idea. Genuinely benefits you.
1: Yeah, very very clever stuff. Yeah, the whole sort of hold hold for you, and then it will let you know when someone's actually answered.
0: Yeah, they've also got better better call quality as well. Again, using machine learning. Uh, there's that word again. To um, eliminate distracting sounds around you and improve the caller's voice, all that sort of stuff. But they, um, I suppose the big thing really is the camera. I'm a huge Pixel camera fan, as you probably know. Um, one of the coolest things I showed, again, on screen, no idea what it's like, I need to obviously test it, is this thing about blurry photos. Have you heard about this?
1: Yeah, well, the, the S22 Ultra has got that feature. So I actually rescued a photo that was with my uh, my elder daughter running up the pier so did you see the the example video Can't i did remember. using the possibly uh, yeah i think i did actually yeah so I, t- I, I took the i took the um insta 360 1x2 and i did a fun video on uh, on worthing pier with the family and obviously, while I was there, I also had my camera and I was taking pictures. But I, I got a really great shot. It was really just, you know, nicely framed. Everything was was good. But obviously, she was just bolting towards me, and it was a little bit blurry. And the the uh, yeah, the AI deblur feature on the S twenty two Ultra was absolute witchcraft. It just made it look like a normal photo, and it, it was it was unusable right. before.
0: So I have right, seen so good. good.
1: What that what that sort of technology can do
0: yeah so they're not first to the post with this and that's interesting i th- I, I didn't realize that but um yeah so this is, this is the same thing basically it uses the um that tensor 2 chip and some some changes to google photos to let you do that um but it, but it lets you do that as you've described with with older photos as well from any camera I actually and, thinking about uh, yeah. it.
1: I think it might just be, I think it might have been just software or, you know, maybe it offloaded some processing to the cloud. But I think that that de-blur was actually in Google Photos. I don't think it was a Samsung. uh okay. Hang on, let me check. No, it was a Samsung feature. It's called Remaster Picture. Oh, okay. Nice. So yeah, if you're in if you your Samsung Sounds. phone, you go into the Samsung Photos app, you pick your, photo that you think is beyond repair and you go remaster picture and it just magically fixes
0: it nice yeah it sounds very similar in that case I think with the, the pixel does it is a combination of Google photos and the uh, using uh, if, if you're taking a photo with the pixel 7 it uses a couple of the different the, the different um, lenses blends the images together picks the, the most sharpest one out of it and does some clever stuff processing afterwards but yeah, that, that looks really interesting. The other thing they showed was um, uh, kind of guided framing for selfies for people with visual impairment and, and, and blind people, which looks, again, it's one of those features. I, I don't know if you've heard of it. You're probably gonna tell me that Samsung did this three years ago, but um, I haven't heard of this before. Um, but it's, it's such an obvious feature where you, know, you, you hold the phone up and it tells you move it down a bit, move it down, perfect, take the photo, you've got a great selfie. Uh, brilliant, but why has no one done this before?
1: they've they've always been very good at accessibility Google, mm. every presentation they do they dedicate time to accessibility and it's really nice to see and the stuff that they come up with is you know genuinely useful
0: mm. they've, they've done the same thing with um they've called it the most inclusive camera as well because it can deal with uh, skin tones better they've done loads of research on how to best you know reproduce reproduce skin tones and, and that kind of stuff and that's been massively improved um what else did they do? Oh, zooming. They talked a lot about zooming. You can really zoom in on, particularly on the Pixel Seven Pro, and it does a similar thing to the blur, blurry photos, where it takes a couple of different, two or three different um, images from the different lenses, fuses them all together, uh, and uses some very clever stabilization when you're really really tight at like 10x or whatever, just to make sure you can frame things properly without any camera shake. And yeah, apparently that gives you proper full 12 megapixel images. At 10x, I think, or something ridiculous, so that looks interesting as well. Again, all this stuff I need to try and see what it's actually like. But that was a uh, that was interesting. They did say, uh, as part of this uh, part of the presentation um, section about the Zoom thing, the guy said that it's basically like having a DSLR with every single lens you could ever need, which is quite a claim. That is quite a claim. <laughs> um, yeah, we need to need to see if that's true. But uh, they've done the same. Th- they've done that partnership with tiktok and youtube as well so in theory the the video that you take should head up to those services as it as it is intended rather than being horribly compressed and all that sort of stuff well i'm sure it still is oh, i have to um, say so that
1: is one thing that i'm missing on the iphone 14 pro max versus the s22 ultra is the is the ludicrous zoom that you can get out of the s22 ultra i mean the, the 3x is really nice it's really good for portraits it's a really nice you know that's a really nice. F- produces a nice image with a, a nice sort of vibe, um, but I, I don't, I don't take, I don't need to take photos of things that far away that often that I couldn't, I couldn't just move closer. So you know, in practical terms, it's not, it's not the end of the world. But it was, it was. I did enjoy the you know handful of times I was able to take a photo of something just miles away that and, and get a yeah. really good photo as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't use it much on the on the Ultra actually, but I think I, I will on the Pixel. I'm going to give it a real, a real test. I think really, and um, that was most of it. That was really uh, there wasn't much more than that. I mean, they've, they've put stuff. They've got they've got their own cinematic mode now for for video. Um, they've enhanced 4K 60 for better speech enhancement or something, and a few the bits and pieces. But it was a kind of I don't know. It wasn't disappointing, but it was just a, a refinement, I think, of of the of the Pixel series, because obviously the six had had its issues, didn't it? Yeah. Um, well, they've added uh, Face ID type thing as well.
1: It's, it sounds like they've taken face a very similar approach to Apple with the 14s, because we felt the same about the 14s. we were yeah. just like, yeah. and now we've got them, and it's like, okay, actually, the you know they don't sound like meaningful improvements on on paper, but you know when you use it, it all, all of those things is greater than the the sum of the the parts. That's yeah, It's a experience. Yeah. So I would expect the same of the Pixels, and if they fixed all of the problems that were with this with the six, then it's going to be a really lovely device. I think
0: that's the key thing. As long as it's not buggy, as long as it's nice and smooth. Given the pricing, I think it should be pretty good. But I'll report back once I had a had a play. Definitely. Yeah. Well, where, where uh, it where Pixel and dies is the watch, isn't it? Exactly. It's all about the Pixel watch, isn't it? And where do we start with this? They didn't, again, they didn't really go into detail on the hardware at all. All all they talked about was the fact it's got this 3D cover glass that is tough and scratch resistant, uh, 24-hour battery life. That was about it, really, in terms of the hardware. Obviously, interchangeable bands, as you'd expect. Not not much more than that, really. What they really focused on yesterday was the uh, Fitbit partnership. And the fact that this has enabled them to really focus on things like heart rate monitoring. So it monitors your heart rate every second. And they've apparently found out a way to do that without destroying the battery life. Um, but again, they didn't really go into the details of how it works. They, they mentioned a, a sensor that they use that I can't pronounce. I won't even try and pronounce it. Um, that does the heart rate monitoring. But then they did, immediately they, did, they just started talking about the benefits of that. You know, The fact that it means you can track your... All the stuff we know really you can track your... Um, you workouts properly you sleep your rest and recovery all that sort of stuff so that it's clearly very much angled as a fit, fitness device as all these watches are given oh. you know, the, the, the apple Watch's success in that area well yeah well, that, um, that's
1: yeah i think that 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 is the most exciting thing about the watch i think the pixel watch hmm. is that they have finally they're finally leveraging all of that know-how from the fitbit acquisition that we've been wondering what they were going to do with for a very long time and i think the reason they didn't talk about the specs of the device is because they're not very good so i think that's that's been leaked quite widely and it's got a like a it's got a really old like previous gen qualcomm chip in it so i would ex so i was already not particularly impressed with the galaxy watch 5 which has got the latest snapdragon wearable chip and, yeah, the Pixel Watch, I can't see how it would perform any better given that it's at a hardware disadvantage even with, you know, Google's plain Wear OS rather than Wear OS with One UI slapped on top of it. I can't believe that... Actually, no, I could I could believe that One UI gimps it such that it's unpleasant to use. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how, how you go on with it. Because, um, yeah. But uh, I think it will now... I think it will be the standard wearable for people who want apple watch like fitness capabilities because again the the galaxy watch 5 had every sensor under the sun but i didn't trust any of it it was just it was unreliable it it, it, did frequently wouldn't measure uh flights of stairs taken it it, the, the blood oxygen was just wrong most of the time all of the time um I didn't trust the step counter. It just—it had, you know, on paper it had every, you know, all of the sensors. Mm. But I don't believe any of them, whereas I do believe (laughs) the sensors in the Apple Watch. Or, and even if they're wrong, they're consistently wrong, such that it's all all relative. So you know, I can measure performance, relatively speaking, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I I I think it'll be really interesting to see how how good it is with all of the fitbit know-how because that i mean they are absolute experts in their field and so i think i think there will be parity there i think the pixel watch will be on par with the apple watch in terms of fitness measuring
0: i think it has to be doesn't it that's it's, it's clearly what they're angling it towards um but it, there's two things that are troublesome like you say one of them is its performance and secondly i think is the battery life because fitbit generally i mean i've not had a fitbit device for years but i'm fairly sure that they are multi-day devices aren't they still you know you'd, you'd, you'd expect a lot lot of battery life out of that ba- you know, i, I had the
1: first ever fitbit um, do you know that i've told you that story
0: i'm not surprised that you did no but what what was that
1: so that was like a sort of uh, like a it was u-shaped it sort of clipped onto your belt and that was the first mm. device i ever had that had an oled display so you clip it onto your belt and it lasted several days. And then when you needed to recharge it had a little dock. And then when you put it in the dock, it would sync up all of the data to the Fitbit server and then you could access that data via the website via an app, whatever. Um so yeah, I've I've been I've had various Fitbits and uh I was I was I haven't bought a Fitbit since they got acquired by Google.
0: Yeah, well, Let's see. Again, I'll, I'll know more in a week or so. Really, but I mean, pricing is pretty good. It's it's three four nine. These, these are dollars, obviously. Three four nine for the blue for the uh, Wi Fi right, version. It'll
1: be that in pounds as well now, isn't it? Well, no well, plus, plus plus VAT. Yeah. So three four nine plus VAT,
0: Probably about five hundred quid, <laughs> um, and three nine nine for the cellular. So that again, pretty good pricing, pretty competitive against the Apple Watch. But uh, yeah, I mean, you also get um, so you get six months of Fitbit Premium with that as well and three months of YouTube premium as well, which is quite a nice little stocking filler, isn't it? It is nice. Uh, But anyway... I say, I love how it looks. I'm I'm, sorry, yeah, we haven't really talked about that, yeah. I'm I'm sad
1: that it only comes in one size, because I think the size that it comes in is a bit small. Yes. I don't know if you've seen any photos of it. I've, I've seen photos of it sat atop an Apple Watch, and it fits inside the square of an apple watch Tiny. if that makes sense so it's very small yeah. which again brings concerns about battery life um and even in the small even being small it's not edge to edge the display it's got quite a chunky bezel which i quite like as you know because I, I quite liked it on the galaxy watch 5 because it reminds me of my movado analog watch so i'm not too worried about that one. i do wish it came in a, in a larger size
0: well in a really weird way it's quite relatable to the to the apple watch ultra in that there's only one that one size and, it, and for that reason it's very it will fit very specifically certain tastes and certain wrists so that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to see what what that, how that pans out really is it too small for certain people is that bezel going to be an issue as well who knows but i think regardless of any of this stuff it's just a really interesting little thing to come from google it's nice to have finally have their own wearable that we can talk about and and uh yeah, see how it performs. Yeah, I, I'm looking um, forward on, to hearing, hearing what you, how you got on with it next time. I'll let you know. Uh, onto the tablet, which isn't a tablet, because as it turns out, Google did some research and they went and asked a bunch of people about tablets. And they said, what, you know, I assume they're probably talking about iPads mainly, you know, what, what does your iPad mean to you? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And apparently the overwhelming response, uh, and I'd never, I've never heard of this phrase before, but, um, the overwhelming opinion on tablets in general is that they are home bodies. Okay. Do you I, know don't, that I don't know what that means. Now, thankfully they explained it straight away, but um, basically it's, they stay, they stay at home they're often running low on battery. You kind of trip over them. You don't know what, where to put them. You don't know what to do with them. And basically, they they see just very limited use compared to things like your phone and I suppose even things like your your, your watch and stuff like that. So basically, they're, they're these devices that people buy, get very excited about them, use them for a bit, and then only use them sporadically throughout the day for the rest of their time. Which I kind of understand because I've always, as much as I love the, all the iPads I've got. I always struggle to find a proper home for them in terms of my whatever I'm doing whether it be work stuff or you know just personal personal things. So I kind of get what they're referring to here. Um but what they've done as a result of that is create this and again they didn't talk really about specs or anything at all but they've created this pixel tablet which looks just like a an Android tablet running a very pure version of of Android obviously. Um but what they've done is t- is pair it with a speaker dock, a magnetic speaker dock, which I think looks really interesting. It is basically a Google, is it the the Nest, the Home Nest? Is that what it's called? Nest Hub or Nest, whatever Nest it's Hub? Called. It's basically that, isn't it? Because you, you put it on the dock and it looks like a Nest Hub, basically.
1: See, I think that's genius. Um, I do. Um, Please. I think so. I imagine someone at Apple is very annoyed because I'm sure they're working on something like that because you've got the smart connector on the back of the iPads and they're magnetic. Or um, well, as you know, because you've got all your cool magnetic iPad stands, haven't you? <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I would love, you know, I've been just going on for years about how I want a, you know a, an Apple smart speaker with a display. And yeah, if they could give me a home a home a home base which would that would be they couldn't call it that here could they because that's a diy store isn't it but you know <laughs> a, a, a home pod cute. a home pod speaker base thing onto which you could dock your ipad and then it would adopt some kind of home os like interface a bit like how you remember in the olden days on macbooks you had uh, front row yeah, you could turn I'd your do. MacBook into a you know a media um, entertainment device. You know, long before we had Apple TV standalone yeah. devices, but yeah, uh, that would be amazing if I could take my iPad, dock it on my my Apple speaker dock, and then have uh, a, a Siri powered smart
0: home speaker. I'd be all over that. Yeah, perhaps not. Perhaps not Siri powered. 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 Well, no, I, yes, absolutely Siri
1: powered. It. Siri, Siri is, is, is still like a distant third after Google Assistant and Alexa. But um, I feel happier that they're not going to be quite so evil with my voice recordings and my data and the stuff that I want. I mean, I'm, I'm slightly less concerned about... Um, about amazon i think we've discussed this before because they, they just they use that information because they want to sell me stuff that google has historically been a little bit more evil about that and that that also kind of played into my decision to move back to ios was because like even though the experience is very close and i generally had you know a nice time and i, I would have loved to have done it for a year i'm still uneasy about how much of my data and how much i'm telling them about myself just by using the device Mm. particularly in the case of the samsung device where you're not only telling google but you're telling samsung everything about you as well um very good point So now i've stopped using the s22 ultra you can go onto the samsung website and request a data um deletion put a data deletion request um, and if you look at the huge list of stuff that they're collecting about you and it's really quite frightening um, and you have to go in and you have to tick every single one. So I want you to delete all of the information about all of this stuff that you have been monitoring about me. Um, and it took them about three weeks, I think, to process that request. And then they, they did it. Wow. Right, you know, I, I've got no way of knowing if they did it, but they, you know, it took them three weeks to tell me that they've allegedly done it. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't gone and checked your privacy settings on with your Samsung account, I would, uh, I'd go and check that out because it's quite, it's frightening. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll do that. I'll <laughs> do that straight away after this this recording. Uh, that's a fair point about Siri. To be fair, as bad as Siri can be, at least it's it's yeah, it's got the privacy thing going on, hasn't it? Um, but no, I mean going back to the the, the Google uh, tablet, I think it looks. i have same as you. I think it's an absolutely ingenious idea, and obviously the, the point being that it charges it as well. So you, you, you know, your, your tablet's always ready to go, which is what I like about going back to Pitaka, my Pitaka stand for the, um, the, the, the iPad mini. I've got that next to my monitor. It just means it's always charging that, that thing. So that, that tablet very, very rarely runs out of battery life. Whereas the other iPads I've got, going back to that research Google did, it's, it's true, they're nearly always dead because I'm not thinking about charging them. I don't use them. I don't, what it is, I don't rely on them enough to keep charging them unlike my phone or all the other stuff that i you know, my airpods or whatever that I, that I use all the time so to have the idea the, the idea of having this thing that this this little kind of screen that sits there and you can talk to it and get get information from it and monitor things and then pick it up and go and sit down on, on the on the settee and you know read the read the news or watch a bit of netflix i think it's a brilliant idea um we have got to wait until next year for this though it's 2023 when that comes out no no idea of pricing or anything like that at all mm-hmm. again no idea of specs Nothing, well, but, um, well
1: obviously we're, we're we haven't seen what apple are up to with their ipads this year yet maybe apple will pick them to the puzzle although uh, google have announced this thing it's not ready it's not coming to next year maybe maybe apple have already been working on this
0: it needs i think it, I it, it think needs to happen
1: it needs to happen we need to have a siri powered smart speaker with a display
0: I agree. I still think we're a year out from that. I think what's going to happen this year, because there's no event, I think we'll get, there'll be some, there'll, there'll be the, the start of it, there'll be a new a new magnetic thing, MagSafe, or something on the, new, the next iPad, which sets the stage for something, and then I'd guess that next year we'll get a proper event, and there'll be a, like you've described it, a proper Siri home base B&Q station which, <laughs> um which, which that's which will that's be great.
1: The, that is, that's the title of the show isn't it that's got to be the title of the show
0: done finished we can we can stop home there. base B&Q um, station <laughs> cool. if you're listening Tim I want some credit for that um right well but I suppose before we sign off there are a couple of other things here to mention aren't there so um uh, all sort of channel related I hate talking about myself but um the new video style. So I yeah, I've had a bit of a switch up on the on the channel with uh, it's all happened a bit sort of out of the totally out of the blue, not planned at all. It was um it, it was all the result of the the Apple Watch Ultra video where I started it in the kitchen and um didn't really just sit here, I just kind of did a much more um sort of free form video about it, uh, which was a big risk, you know. It was a I had no idea if it would work or not because you know, the YouTube audience has an attention span of about three seconds, but it really worked, and um, it just completely changed my mindset to how to create these videos. So and and it's when we it really lot. worked, we're talking yeah. about are we talking metrics here? We're we talking about you know engagement, watch time, views, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, the views went off the chart, uh, but the retention was really. Good. I mean, the retention was the thing that I was worried about because it starts with me uh, making a cup of coffee. Which, and I'm not Peter McKinnon, so I'm making a big assumption there that people want to watch this guy in, in Lemington make a cup of coffee. Um, but they, not, every, not everyone did, but the vast majority did, and they stuck with it. So the, the great thing about YouTube is that you can see where people drop off, and generally speaking, it just worked It worked beyond expectations, really. So, and I'm the sort of person, if I see that, I just think, right, just carry on doing the same thing just keep replicating it basically. So, you know, um, you, you, what it's led- you
1: feel that's it's worked in terms of numbers, what sort of feedback have you had about it?
0: It's all been pretty good. I mean, there's, there's been a few people that have said um, oh, I'm not quite so sure about that or whatever, but generally speaking, it's been the feedback's been quite quite not ni- quite flattering actually. It's been a case of, oh yeah, this is it's got a bit more a bit more personality, it's got a bit more about it, it's the, the pace is a bit faster. And I think also people are getting a bit bored of people people like me sat behind a desk talking about tech. It's nice to be a bit more mobile. And actually, if you watch a lot of the other tech... It's made me think a lot about the the, the tech channels that I watch. And I hadn't really thought about it until I started doing it myself, which is that they very rarely sit in the the same spot. So I was always behind this desk in the exact same place talking to the camera. Nothing really changed apart from the crap behind me. Whereas a lot of the other people, even people like MKBHD... You know, Tech chap, all, all these bigger channels—they are—they're they're moving around. They're sitting behind a desk. They're perhaps standing up. They're in the corner of the room. They're somewhere else. And it just adds—it does two things. It adds—it makes the the video more interesting, but actually, from a production point of view, it's actually easier because as long as you've got the right gear, as long as you've got a light that you can move around and a camera setup that is very very movable, you can just plunk yourself anywhere literally any corner of the room anywhere within within the studio space hit record and go for it you know do do one section move somewhere else do it again and it's there's something about doing it in that kind of um i'm not sure how what you what you'd call it really but that sort of real time fashion uh, that, that, that just makes it a lot easier to edit and it just seems a bit more engaging i think really what? it's more enjoyable to, to shoot as well what? It's, it's less daunting what do you think i think of it i don't know that's gonna be my next question you probably hate it i love it what do you think
1: i think it's fantastic <laughs> so i mean you <laughs> your, uh yeah so you know i've been very uh very complimentary about your your vlog experiments on on your patreon really enjoying those and well, I think all of your Patreons have really enjoyed that. I think you've just been overwhelmingly positive feedback about your, your vlogging experiments. That's really fun. Um, and yeah, to see it sort of creep into the main channel has been really nice. And I'm I'm not surprised at all that the your your engagement, your intention and so forth has gone up because it is it's engaging content. And also when you're not sat behind your desk, your delivery is more natural. And I think it comes across yeah. that you're enjoying it more. So it's yeah it's just oh, a, a, a big a big win all round I think you know, I think you, you're enjoying it more that comes across in the video the audience is enjoying it more um yeah it's really 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 good move
0: That's great I, if it passes the rob test <laughs> I'm um, I'm sorted yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's good to hear I mean it's definitely more natural yeah I I was never really comfortable with the the whole um auto key thing it's such a hard skill to learn. You've got to be so good at it. Um, if you want to see anyone who's really good at that, watch uh, Gerald Undone. He's just amazing. I didn't. I didn't even realize he read from an auto cue, but he does. All of his stuff is pretty much scripted, but you'd never know. Um, I'm. I'm just. I can't. I don't know. I find it very, very tricky. Um, so yeah, it's just. It's just more fun, really. And I, I've managed to make videos quicker as well, which is important at the minute because it's so. There's so much going on, but. Um, yeah, I, I even went out into some fields and walked around the, the Warwickshire countryside talking about the Apple Watch, which again didn't take that long. It took me two hours to make that video in terms of the shooting, which is, is great. It's, you know, from a production point of view, it's, it's uh, very efficient as well, which is really important.
1: I don't, I don't, We've talked
0: about the Apple Watch since you got it, have we? I think you just. No, yeah, I don't think
1: you had it last it week because that video only went Did out like last week but i don't mean, know no, no, that's true yeah what's what's I mean, we haven't really got time to go into a deep dive but basically i think the the galaxy watch 5 pro is old it's just ancient history now you've got your apple
0: watch ultra isn't it the only thing the the watch 5 pro has got over the apple watch ultra at the moment anyway is battery life you can get one extra day out of the the watch 5 pro 100 that, that's a three-day battery um whereas the, i think at the moment that the to be confident with it, it's a two a two day battery on the on the on the ultra. Um, but regardless of that, I absolutely love this thing. I, I think it's my favorite. It's might be one of my favorite ever Apple products. Honestly, it's just I don't know what it is about it. It's it's just um, it's got the magic. There's so much wrong. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it is that. It's that elusive stuff that Apple puts into some of its products occasionally, which I don't know what it is. But um, there's loads of stuff wrong with it. You know, it's way too big to be the sort of watch that you'd wear for every occasion. It would. I've not. Well, I've not been to a wedding with it yet, or anything like that. But um, I, I, I never put a suit on because I, you know, I spend my life wearing shorts and and t-shirts. But um, I can imagine it will look ridiculous in certain situations. But I don't know. And it does so much. So many things that I'm never going to use. I'll, I'll, I'll probably never take it scuba diving but it it can at least be a dive computer, and I know that which is great and um but the main thing the, the thing that I love about it the most I don't know if you can see it here is the is that red the mode night rider mode as you've coined it which you you can't get it across on video at all on camera but um in real life it's just you can't stop looking at it it's just oh I just love it Rob mate it's just the best thing ever honestly um i d to the point where i know i' I've got, I've got I've got to review the pixel watch. But it makes me incredibly sad if that means I can't wear my my Apple Watch Ultra for for a few days, for a few weeks. I might have to wear it on the other wrist to be a two two Watchman.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. The yeah. Night Rider mode is very cool. I think when when we first saw it unveiled, I sort of compared it to sort of retro seventies digital watches. I actually, yeah, I've just got yeah. a cool. It's it's a good. I like it.
0: It just catches your eye all the time. You, you see it and think, ah, oh, it's, it's such a good looking bit of kit um yeah i think price wise they've they've nailed it as well i think it, it feels worth 850 quid i don't feel like i've been ripped off with it at all if anything i'd pay more for it i think Oh,
1: don't say that
0: <laughs>
1: So yeah well I'm, gonna I, I'm, I'm, am i going to get one no no because i've just got this stainless steel one for like 300 quid didn't i which is that's i think that's about my limit for wearables three to four hundred quid yeah uh, I just I can't bring myself to pay more than that.
0: <laughs> maybe when the the um, the Ultra Two comes out, perhaps you'll you'll find a, an Ultra One for about five hundred quid or something. Yeah, I, I
1: think maybe yeah. If I found like a, a new old stock crazy deal, I'd give it a go. I'd certainly consider it. But no, I'm I'm over the moon with my
0: Series Seven. I think it's lovely. Good. Yeah, that's it's a great watch, isn't it? They're all great watches, really. Um, we're running out of time, aren't we? Was there anything else we wanted to talk about? There were my podcast appearances. I've been I've been on a few podcasts recently. Well, only one that's been published, um, which was the Tube Talk podcast with with Viper, very nice guy, very much a. Um, Sort of industry insider, knows a lot of people and works for VidIQ, who do um, who make software for for YouTubers. Uh, lovely bloke. And uh, yeah, that was quite an interesting one. I've got to talk about my, my journey as a, as a content creator. And he's a
1: very well-connected um, chap, isn't he? Because he had Rene Ritchie on the week before you were on.
0: He did, yeah. So, I've been talking to Rene a little bit on Twitter. Have you? A little bit, yeah. I've been moaning at him because um, obviously he's now the the, the, um, the content creator liaison the officer self-appointed or he's king it, YouTube. of youtube <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, i'm sure he's doing a good job bless him but um yeah no cause I, I just i basically it's, I, won't, I won't go into the weeds with this but it's, it's to do with this comment spam on youtube which if no one if, if you're not aware basically it's infested with comment spam where um horrible people you know purport to be the the, the YouTuber on, on the channel and, um, sorry, within the comments section and reply to people and say things like, you know, message me, you've won a prize, message me on Telegram. And, and unfortunately, people fall for it. Um, and it's it's so rife and it kind of comes in waves. So you publish a video and if it's a big video, if it's about the iPhone 14, for, for instance, that will get hit with these spam comments. And there's hundreds and hundreds of, hundreds of them. Um, and I get emails from people saying, oh, what have I won? And I've even had emails emails from people saying, uh, i went on to telegram i thought it was you i did something can you help is there anything you can do so the people are literally getting scammed by it um, and it's got to the point now where people where youtubers are doing uh, little kind of public service announcements at the start of videos which i did on one of mine to say look this is not me it, it, they use the same profile photo it looks like my name but there's normally some weird emojis and things after it i'm, I'm never going to say to you that you've won anything just ignore them report them um but we shouldn't have to do that. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, go back to Rene, I've, I've kind of I know that he was working on it. That that was one of his main priorities when he first became King of YouTube. And uh, but the problem is, it keeps happening, and it's so ridiculous. It's it's that ridiculous. I get comments spammed by myself, so I'll reply <laughs> to someone, and then I'll get a comment from Mark Ellis at telegram one two five seven dot com saying, "Mark, you've won a prize," and you just think. It must, And the best of it is that someone has developed a script, which I, I use and another guy, another YouTuber gave me, um, which you can run, which connects to your YouTube account and finds all of the spam comments, really smart thing, finds all the spam comments and lets you delete them on mass and ban the spammers. And it works really well. But every time I do that, which is every couple of days, you just think, why can't YouTube just do this? Why can't they fix this? It feels like such a simple thing to fix, but clearly it's not. But um, yeah, I've I've told Renee to go and get it get it sorted. So, yeah,
1: of um, course Theo Joe,
0: wasn't it that did the that made that script? That's right. Yeah, I couldn't remember the guy's name. Yeah, yeah, really, I mean, absolutely brilliant. But we shouldn't have to do it. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, anyway, I think my dog's about to bark, Rob. Right. So um, he's he's been quiet all podcast. He's been very good. Well done, Eddie. <laughs> he's been good very job. good. He had his little um. Little barking fit before we, before we started recording, but he's yeah I think he's gonna he's getting ready to to shout. So anyway, um I'm gonna what I'm gonna do now I'm gonna go and play with some devices that I definitely haven't got. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> report back next week. Oh. No, in two weeks time. Awesome. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah.